This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Ladies and gents, and welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host, Chris Simpson, and joining me today is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello. And we are joining you listeners in the midst of the international break. Not a huge amount to go through today, to be perfectly honest, because Newcastle obviously haven't played. Uh, so we're going to have a, a look ahead to their game with Fulham at the weekend. But before that, we're just going to cover the, let's be honest, not a huge amount of news um, that's kind of happened over the international break, but um, a few few little talking points here and there. Uh, starting actually with some, with some good news, uh, Elliot Anderson signing a new long-term contract with the club. Um, oh, well, you guys don't know, but Chris has been banging on about Elliot Anderson for about three years now. Um, <laughs> so it is good that he's, well, I suppose good is, is it depends on, on your point of view. I will now have to listen to constant comparisons of Elliot Anderson until 2026, uh, how he's a local <laughs> boy born in Whitley Bay, etc., um, etc. <laughs> But yeah, he's made four appearances so far this season. Um, in the League Cup, three on off the bench cameos in the Premier League, um, and he's done actually quite well on loan uh, with Bristol City. Yeah, last season he had that great spell: um, eight goals and five assists in twenty-one games. Uh, I know, obviously, that's that was Bristol City. I think they were in uh, League One at the time, um, so you obviously have to take that into account. But also, you know, you look at his age; only nineteen years old. Um, really promising, promising young player. Uh, what a talent! I mean, <laughs> he's been getting not by me, listeners. Despite what Kara has sort of just hinted at, <laughs> but he's been attracting a lot of like really lofty comparisons, like in the media, you know, from uh, sort of uh, from uh, you know uh, journalist pundits, um, you know, uh, sort of people connected with the club and stuff like. The likes of like Maradona, Gaza, Peter Beardsley, like those sort of names have been flying around, and I'm not sure, obviously, that that's particularly helpful to really kind of pile it onto the young lad. Just like, you know, <laughs> one of England's best ever players, well, two, two absolutely, you know, England legends, and obviously Maradona. It's a bit much when he's only 19. I think that's, um, I say, probably not very helpful, but it does speak to. The potential that he's got, how highly everyone does think of him, you know, coaches and scouts connected to the club, huge fans of his. Uh, Joey Barton, you know, managed him at Bristol. I think I, I think he might have actually been the one who um, made the Maradona comparison. So, you know, obviously take those with a pinch of salt, but at the same time, it's great to have his future secured at the club, and also it's it's nice that you know at a time when we're you know obviously going to be probably seeing you know a lot more investment, a lot more. Uh, signings in the market to at least have a local player, you know, um, a local hero, hopefully, um, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of anchor it all and and uh, still have that connection with the area and like that feeling of like, you know, we're still that club where these young talents can come through. I mean, obviously, we've got the Longstaff brothers as well. Um, I'm not sure. Well, a they haven't, you know, quite hit the potential 
uh, that we thought that they were going to reach uh, when they first burst onto the scene, which again I think shows that you need a bit of caution with any young player as they're breaking through. But also, in some ways, I think Elliot Anderson, um, there's even more optimism about what he can do even compared with, say, Sean Longstaff, for example. Um, so, fingers crossed, uh, it's it's a journey he can continue on. As you said, you know, um, Eddie Howe's obviously given him a few uh, chances this season, hasn't he? So Yeah, and he's looked impressive at, at all of those, to be honest. We've said it before, and I'm sure we'll say it again, that Newcastle really need to come through with, with some of these youth players coming in just to make it feel like a continuality of Newcastle, not the sudden shift to your big multi-billion pound club. Um, so I hope he stays. I don't think it will be he'll be someone who the club will want to get rid of anytime soon. And I just really hope we see a bit more of him in, in the Premier League because I think he's he's a player that can slot in probably for Wilson a little bit. And I think I think he's someone that just needs that time in the in the top flight really to progress at the moment. Yeah, we're we're still waiting for him to make his full Premier League debut. He could potentially start in. Um, he, you know, he's more of a sort of attacking field type. But you know, I, I could, I do agree, I could see him. He's got similar traits. To standing Wilson. in for Wilson, you he's know, got if, that goal sense, and he's got the movement, and and he's got the pace. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, maybe even as like a sort of bit of like a false nine kind of thing, like. In an emergency, if you know Wilson, Isaac, Chris Wood, you know maybe they're not available, or or partnering him sort of a bit further up the pitch with one of them, I think actually could be quite effective. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see on that one. But it, it's clear that Eddie Howe is going to give him more chances this season as well. So good we, to see. Yeah, and we actually have international news as well, um, which never really happens. Um, actually, Ryan Fraser playing for Scotland in their 3-0 win over Ukraine. Two assists as well. Which again, he's such an important player. And I really do think he's, he kind of goes under the radar a lot just because he doesn't get those goals. But I just think his work rate is excellent. And yeah, he only played 15 minutes, but... Two assists you know, in 15 two minutes. Two assists in 15 minutes is ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, um, <laughs> setting up both of uh, Lyndon Dyke's um, goals with... Uh, so both both corners, but obviously, you know, it's, it's great that we've got him... Obviously, we've spoken many a time about Kieran Trippier's delivery, and we probably will again in a minute. But having you know the fact that he's Kieran Trippier isn't the only player who can put a good ball into the box is so important. You're not purely just relying on one player who can do it, um, both either from open play or from set pieces. And as a, as we've said, um, you know, for for a long time, you know, he was an absolute assist machine at Bournemouth, and obviously, unfortunately, because of sort of just like little sort of injury things and just little bits and pieces here and there. We haven't quite seen that to the full extent at Newcastle yet. Yeah. But equally, he has shown, you know, from time to time what he can do and, and hopefully he can, you know, be fit, get a good running the team because this is the kind of thing he can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then again, talking about Trippier, you know, he, he was on the bench during his 1-0 defeat to Italy. Which actually um, <laughs> probably uh, reflects better on him, actually, the fact that he wasn't yeah. involved. At the time of recording, listeners, England haven't played Germany on Monday night yet. so God, we're going to get thumped. <laughs> anyway. Um, we'll see whether he, whether he features in that one. I, I, I don't I just, I just don't know why he was on the bench, because he's, he's such a consistent player. Um, uh, yeah, I do get it. There's a lot of right-backs. Trippier, Walker, Rhys James, um, Alexander-Arnold. But... I really do think he's a class player and I think he's someone that especially the younger ones really need to to look to because he's got so much experience and 
he is a very good all-rounder. Yeah, he might not be excellent at one thing or another, but he's good at everything. And I, I just think that consistency is something that, that gets lost. And he, and he is a bit of a leader at the back, but... Yeah, I, I, no, I mean, I, I'm just going to say, yeah, I've never, I've very, 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 very rarely enjoyed watching English performances normally because we're absolute garbage. <laughs> um, there was that brief period where we were okay. Um, and now we're going back to being trash again. So yeah, I'm not, not looking forward to that. I just hope Trippier doesn't get injured in, in any England matches. So, you know, I'll, I'll cross everything there, but yeah, I think, I reckon there's a good chance he'll start for England at some point. Yeah, I think, um, especially obviously this this being the last break before the World Cup, he, he wants to look at other players uh, and stuff like that. Whereas I think, as you say, I think... I agree. Yes, uh, that's Milo's <laughs> wonderful insight into Kieran Trippier's England chances. Thank you for that, Milo. Um, I, th- I think there's a decent chance he will start at the World Cup because we know that Gareth Southgate sort of have, has his... his favourite players for, uh, rightly or wrongly I think Kieran Trippier has been one of them over the years obviously then you've got like Raheem Sterling <laughs> Harry Maguire bless him let's not get into that conversation but he's a bit of a Southgate favourite and I think therefore we can see Trippier because he has obviously played um, an important role for England under Southgate and the fact that he can play at left back as well I think helps because as you said there's lots of right backs but Depending on what formation we go with, Kyle Walker might start at centre back. I'm honestly not even sure Trent Alexander Arnold is even going to get picked because his current form is is, is awful. Um, so I think there's a decent chance Trippier goes and either starts at right back or even maybe at left back because we've seen him a few times. Yeah. With Newcastle playing at left back when Matt Target's been out, you know, he's, yeah. he's shifted over and filled in on the other side. But I mean, like speaking about injuries and international duty though both Isaac and Bruno injured um I feel like it's been ages since we've seen Bruno on the field for for Newcastle um Isaac had to withdraw from Sweden um after suffering potentially a minor injury but the amount of information we've got at the moment is, is quite faint um and Bruno got a thigh injury he has remained with the squad though so I mean what does that tell you anything well um, that, that's the thing it's it's gonna be really interesting this weekend and it's going to have a big impact I think on, on our success against Fulham as to whether Bruno and I'm sorry I just have a cat here that's trying to get in Chris's face <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there, apparently it's my turn there, there is a cat in my face listeners um, <laughs> hello I can't I can't hide it I'm, <laughs> it's yeah, cat in my face. <laughs> so if we sound a bit muffled, it's because there is an a tire being in between us and the microphone. Um, again. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 typical really of our season so far. Actually, that I think you know it seems like there's a good chance. Unfortunately, this weekend we're going to be without some of our key players. I mean, obviously Bruno had only just come back um, in the last game. And now he's it's now obviously going to be touch and go again whether he's now going to feature against Fulham. Isaac, who knows? He's obviously um, a potential doubt now. The fact that he obviously had to pull out of the squad and, and couldn't be involved that's, in either of their games that's obviously is, concerning. Yeah, is a little bit of a worry. I mean, hopefully it was more precautionary than anything else, but um, not not a great sign. And then of course you've still got Wilson and ASM. Eddie Howe said Wilson was really close. Um, Again, to, that means to nothing. Featuring, 
in the previous game. Now, you would hope, therefore, with an extra two weeks, he would now be ready. But again, this is Callum Wilson we're talking about. And obviously, ASM, he actually said he didn't know um, because he'd had a setback. and He didn't know if he would be back for the Fulham game. Uh, obviously, we'll have to wait and see towards the end of this week what Eddie Howe comes out with in terms of updates. But I think, unfortunately, there's a decent chance of our sort of... You look at those four... Um, four of our most important players, Bruno Wilson, ASM, Isaac. I think there's probably a good chance again that we're, we're we're without at least a couple of them. Hopefully, at least one or two of them do make it onto the pitch because... I mean, you've, you've got another Newcastle legend on the field against yourselves. <laughs> um, Louis Dimitro finally living the Premier League dream with six goals in seven games this season. On fire is Mitro at the moment. Yep, Mitro is on fire. Uh, your defence is terrified. Our defence might be because, you know what? He's that, a good thanks, player. Thanks yeah. in, in no small part to Mitro's efforts, Fulham have had a decent start to the season. You know, they I mean, have. everyone, and I'm sure we were probably guilty of this as well, definitely no, had them pegged amongst said, relegation candidates. I said Leicester would be relegated this season. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Fulham started well. They, they're six in the league after seven games. Got 11 points. That's three more than we have. They've got three wins under the belt, a couple of draws and two defeats. And the only two defeats, it has to be said, away at Arsenal and away at Spurs. Games yeah. that obviously most teams are going to be losing this season. They've been consistent and that's quite a worry, I think, for, for Newcastle. Yeah, and I said they're, they're strong at I home. I a cat's face in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh my God. Um, if I sneeze, I apologise. <laughs> But you, you know what I mean? It's um, at home. They've had three games at home. They've drawn with Liverpool. And then they've beaten Brentford and they've beaten Brighton. And both Brentford and Brighton have had good seasons so far. So that's even more impressive, obviously. So, yeah, unbeaten so far against three decent teams. Yeah, Mitro's on fire. It's it's going to be a tough a tough game for us away at Craven Cottage on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've won your last two meetings and unbeaten with the last four meetings with Fulham overall, but I don't know. I think I, they've stepped up a gear this season for sure. And depending, I say, on, on the availability of a, of a lot of Newcastle players at this point in time, which is quite worrying, I, there's going to be a game on our hands here. I'm going to, you know, go for another draw, I feel. Um, unfortunately, yeah, and that's that's the thing. You know, we're we're still waiting for our first win of the season since the first day. And uh, yeah, I think un- unless by some miracle all four of our really key players are back, I have a good feeling that, as you say, it, it might it, th- that wait is going to continue. Um, hopefully not, but I think it's going to be a real tough one. So yeah, we're just going to have to see how it goes. But like you say. We can at least take some comfort from our recent record at Craven Cottage, if nothing else. But uh, how much impact that's going to have compared with you know our actual form in the last couple of months is you know is anyone's guess. But uh, hey, we'll be here to uh, look back on it next week anyway, hopefully with good news, and uh, look ahead to Newcastle's game after that. Um, yeah, in the meantime, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and give us a positive review, that would be absolutely fantastic. We've been Magpies Unrestricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thank you, Cara. No problemo. Thank you, Milo. And thank you, listeners.
Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.